Hans Moleman Productions presents Man Getting Hit by Football. <laughs> this contest is over. Give that man the $10,000. This isn't America's funniest home videos. But the ball is growing. It works at so many levels. Roll it again. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by popculture.com.au. I am Dando. I'm Mitch. Today we're here to review A Star is Burns, an episode that sees Marge instigate a film festival into Springfield, and, isn't it, Mitch? And an episode that caused quite a deal of controversy. Yeah, very, very controversial. Do you want to get into that right now, or do you want to get into it a little bit later in Let's the episode? Let's get into it a tiny bit later, because I don't want yeah. to spoil the good stuff. What did you think of the episode? I personally really like this episode. Uh, I find it... I remember years ago, I, this just came on, and I hadn't watched it for a long time, and... I, I've found that uh, I've always felt like this is an episode that's got a lot of jokes. Like they're just uh, there's a lot of one-liners and zingers crammed in there that it, it almost feels like you're watching a Zucker Brothers movie in in a sense. In that there's just in any given minute there are so many jokes that even if a couple of them don't hit, that there's going to be a few that do. It obviously is an episode that has given some great catchphrases forever. Booerns, just hook it to my veins, all those sorts of things. Um, that even though it's an episode that I feel like. It has got mixed reactions. There are some people that really didn't like it because of the crossover with the critic. But particularly Matt Groening. Particularly Matt Groening, but even some fans. like there, are, there are I've never been huge on it myself. I'm, yeah. I'm sort of torn. I want to really like it because there are some hilarious moments, but for me it just feels like a, a special, sort of like an Oakley yeah. Weinstein era episode where like 22 short films about Springfield where it's not a typical Simpsons episode. Yeah, yeah which it, it, it does and you know that's fine. But so I, I don't think that just because it is that, that necessarily... Strikes Doesn't it from being something that you can enjoy. I usually like that for that reason. Yeah, exactly. Being 22 different. is one of your favorite episodes. It is my favorite episodes. episode of all time. Um, but yeah, I find it funny enough that you get that it gets by. If they tried to do this episode and the jokes didn't stick, then you would have problems. But I find them that you know enough of them are in are in a kind of area that I really like laughing at. Well, the other like pro- footballs in the groin. Yes, well, this, that sound effect gets me every single. And Homer's laugh. Dan's acting in that is mm. the, the best. <laughs> I, I, the other crossover episode is the Springfield Files, which was two oh, seasons yeah, or so course. later. Yep. Now, I really, really love that episode, particularly mm-hmm. as an X-Files fan as well. This crossover here, they do it well, but I feel Jay Sherman is just such an unlikable character that I think that's what detracts from the episode for me. I just can't. I want to like him, but I just can't. He's just unlikable for me. He's not necessarily supposed to be likable, though, because he's supposed to be taking fun of art, yeah. you know, film snobs. That's kind of like why the show The Critic failed in the end because you need someone likable on the show. Do you? Breaking Bad? But see, Jay Sherman has no good qualities. Walter still had a good side in him. Jay has good... Well, Jay's Jay's one good quality is that he's intelligent. He can put people down like you wouldn't believe. Um, That's not not a nice quality though. That's not something you can like him for. That's something you can laugh laugh at him for, laugh with him, but not like him for. It can be if you share the same sensibilities. So Jay Sherman can be a hero to film students or the you know to people that find the movies he finds stupid stupid because yeah, he gets to articulate it in a way that other yeah. people can't. So um, I I really do enjoy a lot of Jay's his comments and comments his, as a person though he's not a very nice person. No, I'm not saying that he's, I like he's him got as a sort person. of unjustified smugness to him. 
Yeah, which is why I like it. <laughs> I hate it for it. But uh, anyway, I, I just I feel that's for me, yeah. and particularly when uh, I was. And young, I'm not saying you're wrong by no, 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 by no. any stretch. It's yeah. just a, a purely a personality. Yeah, thing. yeah. And when I was six or seven as well, I didn't know what the critic was. So the whole crossover aspect of this was just lost on me. Well, yeah, same deal. Like the the fact that this was a crossover or that it was even a special thing. Yeah. And to me, it was just, okay, so there's another character that's coming to the show for an episode. That's fine. I'll yeah. live with that. Now that I understand the whole drama that was going on behind the scenes as well with Granny and James L. Brooks and was it Al Jean and Mel- Mike Reese, they created mm-hmm. The Critic, I now find those gags the funniest part of the episode. Right, like the uh, another cheap cartoon crossover. Maybe you want to come to our show. No, that's not going to Yeah, that stuff That was the good. laugh out loud moment for me, plus the football in the green. Yeah. <laughs> Although, weirdly enough, I actually always laughed at Bart's joke even before I knew about that backstory anyway because I felt like it worked on the level of it was like your typical cheesy goodbye to a special character and he just goes no it's not going to happen because oh, those, ca- yeah, 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 okay. those characters never come back but it, you know once I discovered everything that we were just talking about then yeah it did add a new dimension to that joke for me there's also another joke in here that I did not get for a second it, had we never done this podcast I still would never have got it okay. I don't think and it's the when he's going through gay like who's in who's gay Harvey in Hollywood and Harvey Feierstein yeah I obviously I always knew who Harvey Feierstein was as an actor. I knew his face and I knew him in things, but I never knew that that's what his name was, and I never really knew about the Carl connection. So that was a. This is Doubtfire's brother. Yeah, yeah, of course, and um, the guy from Independence <laughs> the Day. The dad, yeah, yeah <laughs> that you know, screw my lawyer. Um, no, not the, no, dad. Not the dad. No, the dad. Yeah, the guy that he works He's, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my mother. <laughs> um. Anyway, so. Yeah, like that that was a very cool moment for me as I was going through watching this. I was like, oh my God, I wouldn't have got that yeah. had it not been for this. I, when I was watching it at work, I first heard it as Weinstein. I was like, oh, oh. I was like, that's way ahead of that. No, wait a minute. No, Feierstein. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite moment? Uh, my favorite moment is the disappointing letdown of Mo as Drew Barrymore. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> you put football on the groin aside. I think I really enjoy the Oscar Mayer Wiener song. Yeah, okay. I wish I was an, an Oscar Mayer Wiener. I don't know what they are. That is what <laughs> I really liked to be. Well, Oscar Mayer is a brand. I, I, yeah, I've, so, never, I've never seen an Oscar Mayer. I've never heard the song before. Oh, yeah, I've only heard on the show. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. So you know those two separate things yes, together. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, But I didn't. I've never heard that tune until, oh, until okay, like, yeah, only gotcha. on the Simpsons. But yeah. yeah, it's just so catchy and great. <laughs> And John Lovett's performance overall, just as Jay Sherman. Well, anytime John Lovett comes to The Simpsons, it's a pretty amazing thing to. Yeah, yeah. It, do you feel if the critic was released now, it would have been more successful? Because they tried to bring it back in two thousand for webisodes, and it still didn't take off. Um, I don't know. Like, I have the critic at home. I've and got it's it a as thing well. That I would like to get around to watching. I've watched two episodes. Yeah, never really watched it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, I, it's hard for me to comment on whether it would be more or less successful now because I don't know why it wasn't back then. Well, have, so have you watched any of it yet? No. So he's. The, the same character he plays in The Simpsons yeah. is what he is on, I get, on the show. I get the premise of the show. And he has a, the, the joke being that he has a really beautiful wife that's way out of his league. Okay. And that's... Is that uh, the only joke? Because I need more. There was... There's, there was actually... It's got an element of family guy to it where it's got movie parodies, mm. little short 10-second bits like family guy cuts to things. Yeah. Well, so, like they do through here as well with McBain, let's get silly and that sort of that stuff. That kind of thing. So, it has that element. So, it sort of has, it sort of paved, not paved the way for family guy, but it's got that kind of comedy in it. Mm-hmm. It is really funny, but I can only take it in small doses, I think. After a while, I'm just like, okay, so this is the gag and it's just going over yeah. and over again. New name for the episode? I've got one this week. Hey, I've got good one. for you. Uh, I have two. Two. Um, and the reason I wrote two is because the first one works. Because I always forget one. <laughs> no, the first one works 
audibly, but it doesn't work in print, which annoyed me. Yeah. You know, the Cannes Film Festival, but Cannes is spelled C-A-N-N-E-S. Yeah. Um, the the N-E-S. The Cannes silent. Festival. You just spoke over my Django. Oh, sorry, sorry. What <laughs> <laughs> was this? The N-E-S is silent. Um, so I was going to say canned laughter. Yep. But I couldn't figure With out a way. To, yeah, but I couldn't figure out a way to spell canned and can. Yeah, yep. And uh, the other one, Ha Ha Land. Ha Ha Land, that's good. I've got Critically Ashamed. Hey, yeah, nice. Yes. Uh, trivia for this week. Good Do you want to keep things Finally up? coming to the party. <laughs> um, yes, I oh, will kick it off with trivia. Go for it. Uh, how many questions have you got, by the way? I have six questions. Six. I have four, so maybe you should stay. Okay, I'll kick off. There was four different types of animals that we see walking into Krusty Burger during the Ion Springfield intro. Can Ooh. you name any of them? Um, cow? Cow was not one of them. Oh, duck? Nope. I'll give you one more guess. <laughs> We eat it in Australia. Himalayan tapir. That's one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Zebra, elephant, kangaroo, and giraffe. That's all we could see. Okay. Uh, Who was burning Skinner at the stake? Grandpa said burn him. Yes, Grandpa was one. No, no, it was was the people in that shot. Was Hibbert there? No. Mm, I'm lost. Lenny Carl, Grandpa Mo, I believe Krusty, you just sort of see this out of shot arm that I reckon was his Otto and Mr. Largo. Was it the same colour shirt or something? How can you tell by the arm? White glove. White glove, that'll do it. Yep. Which celebrity does the Asian family confuse Mo for? Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Covered. Yep. Um, What crucial difference? There's one very crucial difference in Jay's appearance in this episode. He's got the overbite. Yes. And that's not what I was getting at. Not what I was getting at. Is it the three hairs? No, because that's in the critic. Um, yep. So about his appearance. Not what he's wearing? No. Nope. What is it? On the critic, he has five fingers. Of course, yes. Nice pickup. What idea did Marge have previously that the town did not like? Oh. You may not have liked my other ideas, such as this. That's mm, right on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of Grandpa it. Grandpa yells out about it as soon as she says it. Oh, the metric system. The metric system. Thank you. Yep. Um, oh man, Springfield and wouldn't know what the fuck the metric system is. <laughs> what? Which president was Krusty playing? Ah, oh, not lost. FDR. FD, okay. Ah, oh, wait, I'm crippled. <laughs> <laughs> what two films has Bart filmed before the Eternal Struggle? Uh, Homer in the shower. Yes. Homer on the toilet. That's it. Yep. <laughs> Homer on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> um, back on the metric system for a second. What's uh, what is Grandpa's mileage on his car? Whoa, when when do we see that? It's when he when he's complaining about the metric system. Oh, the nah, metric system is the tool of the devil. Nah. My car gets 30, 40, 40 rods 40. to the hogshead, and that's the way I like yeah. it. <laughs> How much did McBain's movie cost? Eighty million dollars. Yep. Paused in the middle there. Yeah. I was like, hang on, is that right? <laughs> yep. I've got one more question. Who did Homer replace as a judge? Ah, uh, Roger Ebert, Martin Scorsese. Okay. Good guess, though. Yeah, I'm. Uh, That's the obvious one. I missed the gag, so yeah. I, as in, I missed she seeing that. Marge crosses it out. Yeah. So let's get into the backstage drama on. around the episode. Yeah, it's quite controversial. Yeah, I've got an amazing quote here from James L. Brooks. Would you like to? Hear was that it? the one from the wiki page? No. Okay. Well, I don't. Know. I mean, well, there was one where he's saying he's a, he's a petty. He's petty. Or Similar. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I didn't go, go, go to. The, yeah. I didn't go to the um, wiki page. I went somewhere else. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm furious with Matt, Brooks said. He's been going uh, to everyone who wears a suit at Fox and complaining about this. When he voiced his concerns about how to draw the critic into the Simpsons universe, he was right and we agreed to his changes. Certainly he's allowed his opinion, but airing this publicly in the press is going too far. He goes on to say, This has been my worst fear, that the Matt we know privately is going public, Brooks added. 
He is a gifted, adorable, cuddly ingrate, but his behavior right now is rotten and it's not pretty when a rich man acts like this. That's real. Like, I don't often care too much about who was having dramas behind the scenes and all that sort of stuff. But when you get someone, I think that was in a, a New York Times or an LA Times Ingrate's story. a big word to use there. Yeah. And calling him out on his privilege and all that sort of thing, like that that never happens. You never get anyone on record with comments like that. So you can no. only imagine just how furious that. Someone in been. his position as well, mm. James L. Brooks with his legacy. Yeah, you would normally just bat that away, you know, no comment type deal, but he's just come out swinging. I can so, see from both sides why Matt wouldn't want on the sh- what the, the crossover to happen because he obviously wasn't a fan of the critic. He could see that it wasn't what he wanted to, The Simpsons to be associated with. But in saying that... It doesn't necessarily... Like, Matt's comment was that he didn't want to be associated with either the success or the failure of the critic. So okay. he was pretty diplomatic in that respect. He just didn't like more, the show. He didn't want his name attached to it. Yeah, yeah. Which people were starting to do. It was in interviews. He was, oh, or, really? Or in, um, in articles, they were saying, brought to you by Matt Groening. Matt Groening showed the critic when they were talking about this episode. It right. says that, yeah. Okay. I must say, though, that Matt... Whilst he, he has every right to say I don't want them to be on my show, Al and Mike had worked so hard to make The Simpsons what it was. Cut them a break. Mm. Just give them something. You know what I mean? Well, I think the he, his reasoning, like it might be a, a right position to take or it, it's, a, it's a valid position to take, but I think his reasoning is wrong. Like I don't think that whole, oh, I just don't think it fits in The Simpsons universe. I think that's like, it's a get out clause to say that. Yeah. It, you just judge the episode on merit. And if you think the episode's funny, then run with it. If you don't think it's funny, then fix it. But I don't think that it should just be in and of itself a concept that you have a hard time with. Well, Matt, Matt apparently came out and said, I remember reading this on the wiki page, that he said that it was James Our Book's attempt at trying to make his failed show a success. Because it already failed on ABC yeah. and it got brought to Fox to try and rejuvenate it, which is why they're trying to, as he thought, piggyback off The Simpsons to say, hey, watch yeah. this show. That's what Granin didn't like. Because it was already a failed experiment. And ABC had already canned it. Yeah. But, but network TV, like, again, that's something that I just disagree entirely with. Like, network TV is full of a lot of failed brilliant shows just pilots because they never see yeah if pilots not seen or they they aired at a shit time and they never found their audience give it a chance to find its audience and maybe some really good friends of yours will go and have some really good success like if matt wasn't in a position where he was lucky lucky enough to have had his shorts run on the tracy Ullman show instead of some other show that no That's one it. was watching then the simpsons never becomes the simpsons like you always not always but a lot of success piggybacks off the back of others and it's fairly petulant to forget the fact that yours did the same no matter how justified like that doesn't say that your success isn't justified or that you only got there because of luck but luck always plays a part in these things yeah for sure for every successful show there are probably 10 that were just as good that never got on the air well look at the first episode the simpsons was supposed to be some enchanted evening can you imagine if that wasn't the first if that was the first episode yeah it was atrocious yeah or if it had never been fixed yeah Yeah. it all just worked out it just conveniently worked out. It was all luck. Well, not all well, luck. Well, not all luck. luck to that, they were the ones that were smart enough to make the change. But, but Brooks gave Graining the chance to make his show, as you said. So it wasn't really fair for him to say, you yeah. can't now use my show to piggyback off. Yeah. Now, before we get into the full review, a couple of things we need to plug, don't we, Mitch? There certainly are. Big Ruddy's Rippin' Rib Shack. Love that name. Mm. It is a barbecue bar, a barbecue restaurant, I guess you could say, in Brisbane. And there's Simpsons references throughout the entire venue. Our man, Henry, who runs the venue, is a big Simpsons fan. And he says, if you go in there and you use the code word, it's a secret. With your best Lenny impersonation, you will save 10%. Now, keep in mind that doesn't need to be the best Lenny impersonation, just your best Lenny impersonation. They do not discriminate against Lenny's over there at Big Roddy's Ribs. So when you order your food, it's a secret. This place, like, it, it really... 
I'm so jealous about the fact that I live in Victoria I know. when I look through these. Why are you going to Queensland with your wife this week? I uh, wasn't invited. Tell her to go there. <laughs> tell her to go there. Tell you what it was like. I'll, I'll say... Live well, She should be in Brisbane. <laughs> yeah. like, the rib witch. Beef rib and brisket, pork belly uh, and... Sh- sorry, pork rib, belly and shoulder, pulled chicken breast. Holy... There you go. That's a Simpsons Is reference. Is that all of those things in there? The rib witch. That's the rib witch. It's a Simpsons reference. That's, that's, yeah, I know it's a Simpsons yeah. reference. I'm just wondering if all of those meats are on there. And if they aren't, can I get a custom one. <laughs> Maybe we should get a four-finger discount burger at, at Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack. That would be pretty sweet. Forget there. T- save 10% if you're a Simpsons fan and say it's a secret. St. Louis Pork Ribs. Now, I'm sure that that's not actually a reference, but at least you could throw it out there. Give me some, hello, St. Louis Pork Ta- Ribs. <laughs> now, just so uh, for our listeners, these guys are open Monday to Sunday, if okay. you don't mind. No matter what day you want your barbecue, a week. they are there for you. 11.30 till 2 for lunch, and then 5.30 to 9 from dinner, you will find them at 67 Fish Lane, South Brisbane. And you can order online as well. It's the place to be. If I, When I go to Brisbane next, I'm going to Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack. We covered last week the reviews, like 4.7 out of 5 as yeah, an average. It's all, like, yeah, it's all great. Like, people love this joint. Now, the other thing we need to mention is The Fictionals and the Book Club Rebellion, a book written by our man Preston T. Francis. is available now on all mm-hmm. good book websites. Mitch, can you remember what the book was about? Uh, yeah, so this is about fictional characters... Fictional, like famous fictional characters from literature history, sort yes. of uh, battling evil. Pretty much. I think that's a good synopsis. What I will tell you about it is that if you buy this book, you don't need to buy a bookmark with it because you won't be putting it down. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> nothing else said. <laughs> but it's available on all uh, all good book websites. It is called The Fictionals and the Book Club Rebellion by Preston T. Francis. Make sure you get yourself a copy. Mm-hmm. Now, let's get into our review of A Star is Burned, before Mitchell. We do, before we do, a quick drink because it is... Fucking hot. It's pretty hot today, isn't it? It's well, like it's one of those days where the temp- the gauge says 31, but you're like, bullshit, it's like 38 or something. Well, 39. I didn't realise it was hot because you work in an office as well. It's air-conditioned. You walk outside, you're like, what the You hell? would think it was air-conditioned and dead. Not air-conditioned. Air-conditioning is broken at the moment. We're waiting oh, on parts to come from America. So goodness. we've had four days in a row of this building just absorbing 30-plus degree heat. So it's just getting hotter and hotter and hotter in there. But then even that, like I walked out today and it still felt like one of those days where the sun just burns you. Yeah. I'll tell you how hot it was. Okay. I'm walking back to my car. I needed a whiz. Couldn't find a toilet. Went anyway. It evaporated before it hit the fabric. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Do you know once when we were in New York, it was so cold that Nicholas' water bottle froze walking down the street? It's like the actual water Her within? A bottle of water became an icicle. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's like right? a science experiment. Yeah, I know. It was great. Take well, it to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Just run into, <laughs> run into the Museum of Natural History. <laughs> Something amazing's happened. I need Neil. A Star is Burns, the original air date was March 5th, 1995. The, there was no chalk gag and the couch gag was the family's heights are all reversed so Maggie is the tallest and mm-hmm. Homer is the smallest. Now, the episode kicks off with an episode of Ion Springfield. Now, we've mentioned this before. Great theme song with sushi and everything in this bar. Yeah. There's something about it that reminds me of when you see Ion Springfield or when you hear the music, you know it's going to be a classic Simpsons episode. Kind of like when you see Lionel Hutz or Troy McClure. Yeah, okay. Like it taps into that nostalgia they of the save classic them. episodes. They save these for the best. Not the best episodes, but just that era. You know what oh, I mean? Because okay. they don't yeah. do Iron Springfield anymore. I think they yeah. stopped maybe season 9 to 10-ish, about yeah. the same time Lionel Hutz. For different reasons. Yes, for obviously different, uh, unless different reasons. Li- uh, unless Phil Hartman did that music live. They got him to come in and just perform. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're mentioning a story on the rapping rabbis, the... Don't eat pork, not even with a pork. <laughs> I love that Homer's so paranoid. It's like it's the first time that he's discovered the concept of Jews not wanting pork. Yeah. Like, is it Marjorie Jewish? Like he's just so terrified that he's about to lose 
pork chops. Has an entire pig right next to him, <laughs> ready to go, eating with a knife and fork. Pretty much the story of the, of this whole episode of Iron Springfield is the fact that Springfield is now the most least popular city in mm-hmm. the country, yeah. in America. Yeah. Coming dead last in science. Yes. I'm telling you people, the earth revolves around the sun. Burn him! <laughs> <laughs> and culture. And there we get the aforementioned FDR. Yeah. Um, I'm crippled. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> oh, Fuck, you just broke my eardrums. Holy hell. Jesus, man. Oh. Sorry, I, think I, I thought my head exploded. <laughs> I was just, you'll have to tone that down in the edit. I think I swallowed a fly. What? What's that? Uh, some, something hit my. <laughs> You're like Timmy in Jurassic Park after he's been blown off the fence. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, Holy oh, Jesus, man! It was awful. Actually, for like for about point oh two of a second, <laughs> I was choking. Um, imagine if that's how I went. Long live the fly on the podcast. <laughs> Mid podcast, yeah, bang, and it become like um, urban legend. It become like the, the footage un- from Grizzly Man when the guy's getting eaten by the bear. Like, what's you, this? One uh, of a documentary called um, Grizzly Man about a guy that went off to live with bears in Wyoming or okay. something along those lines. He ended up getting eaten by a bear. Surprise, surprise. Um, but the actual bear attack, like he documented everything while he was out there, and the camera was on, so you hear the audio. Oh, sorry, you I'm don't hear it. You don't hear the audio, but audio exists of him being mauled by a bear. And there is a moment in the documentary where Werner himself is listening to it, and he's like, says to the widow, "You have to get rid of this." Or if not, widow, girlfriend, what mother? Maybe he's like, "You." Oh, so he gets killed in this. Yeah, I thought yeah, he was gonna like get killed. The, yeah, oh. so he listens to the footage, and you see like his face is just ashen. He's like, "Get rid of this foot." Like, why do you have this? Never let this get out to the world, but destroy it. Um, anyway, that's what this would have become like. You'd have this recording of me dying. <laughs> Ash would be like, "Do I listen or do I not listen?" You, you'd have to be the gatekeeper to my death. Well, it just it would just sound like bang. That was it. <laughs> and then me complaining why I can't hear anything. But uh, <laughs> you bastard! You just blew up. What, um, Mitch? Mitch? Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> I won't push on alone. If there's anyone out there that wants to be the new co-host. Uh, so, science and culture, they're dead last. And Lisa was very concerned by this. What I was going to say before I died okay. is I would love to think that in Hyde Park on Hudson, there's a moment where Bill Murray does the same thing. Just gets out of the chair forgetting. Although, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think FDR was always in the chair. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure that there was certainly a period of time where they kept his illness from the public. That's my little bit of... <laughs> pres- my two cents. That's a, my little bit of <laughs> presidential knowledge. <laughs> So Lisa's very concerned that Springfield is considered so poorly mm. with the rest of America. And Marge suggests that a town meeting is in order. So Because they can't lose the tourists. Yes. Well, Otherwise Bart, Bart's worried about that. Bart's side gig selling star maps will be gone. I like that he's learnt the different languages yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's legit. You think they would probably have him say the right language? Uh let's assume. Pronounced correctly anyway. I did, and then we, I did not look are it you up. Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Fuck out of here! <laughs> At the town meeting, and people start suggesting what the their ideas for what Springfield could do to mm-hmm. make themselves better. Can I say, by the way, Mo naked or half naked is underpants. probably my favourite half naked character on The Simpsons. They drew him like he's, he's clearly just woken up. Yeah, but he's also he's just got these spindly little arms and this beer belly, and like he just looks. Whenever he doesn't have clothes on, he is drawn so pathetically. Yeah, it's really. Really funny just to look at him as he is and just go, this poor sack of a man that well, has nothing going for him. The second him. he walks out of Moe's, he's not the, he hasn't had the power anymore. Yeah, exactly. One thing I did notice here was he says, I'm hungover. It's not very often that I can recall that you see Moe drinking. Yeah, well, you'd assume 
after hours. Oh yeah, I know that, yeah. but it's just I was like, you oh, never yeah. see it. You but never yeah. really see him drinking, you mm. know. Patty and Salma suggest that they change the name to Seinfeld. Seinfeld, picking backing off the success of others. Yeah, there's exactly another little right. joke. Yeah, yeah. But just shows slides of his ass. Of his butt. Yeah. <laughs> and tries to do a great escape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just gets rolled up. Oh, last time I used an escape plan devised by Millhouse. Sorry, but then Marge has the idea for the film festival. Mm-hmm. I think we should hold a film festival and give out prizes. Could we make our own movies and enter them? Yes. At last, an excuse to wear makeup. All in favor of Marge Simpson's film festival idea? Film festival! Film festival! You like my idea? Actually, I have several others. Don't push your luck! Don't push your luck! We come back and Lisa and Bart are filming The Eternal Struggle. Just amazing. <laughs> have you ever filmed your dad or your one of your parents when they didn't realise? Like when you um, when you first got your hand on the family video camera and you knew how to uh, operate it. No, we never had a family video camera. Oh, so we did. We, uh, were, why we were too poor. <laughs> <laughs> we had a family etch a sketch. <laughs> we had the what's that slide thing? The, you know, the little cameras where you put the round discs in. Oh, the viewfinder. Viewfinder. Yeah. <laughs> All of my family photos were of Disney cartoons. Yeah, yeah Sesame Street characters. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a look at Mitch's second birthday, Under the Sea. <laughs> we used to film, I used to film my sister, or she used to film me as well, doing pranks on my dad. Like, so you'd mm. be sitting in the lounge room and like she'd walk up and like, wet willy him or something. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then we'd go Basics. back to the bedroom and watch it. Like, yeah, nice. <laughs> um, Classics. I, well, I have seen, like there's this really, it barely qualifies as a TV show, but it's on on Foxtel called 20 Funniest. Have you ever seen yeah, that? Yeah. Where they basically just take videos from YouTube and, and cobble it together and yeah. call it an hour of television. Yes. Um, like saw, kitten videos. I saw two great ones of these though. Like one was a guy, roommate, whose roommate, like his roommate was a female, had fallen asleep on the couch. He gets an inflatable kiddie pool, fills it with water and a massive bag of ice, comes up from behind the couch, tips her straight into it while sleeping. So she oh, wakes up in ice water. I think I've seen this. That's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, took it, Screaming originally, and then once the shock wore off, started turning into laughter, so no one was hurt. <laughs> but the other one that I really fucking loved, like this is pure evil. The guy's driving, he's filming himself driving. He's like, have a look at this, and turns around. In front of their car, on the interstate, there's a truck that's being towed. Yep. So obviously to catch, like to put it on the tow, tag, a tow truck, they've had to get it backwards. So the cabin of the truck is facing this guy's car. So he's like, it looks like it's driving towards us and my wife is asleep in the passenger oh, seat. Oh, fuck, I have seen this. So he turns the camera to her. He drives right up to the back of the truck so it's really close, turns the camera to her and it's like, honey, wake up, there's a truck coming! And just the panic and oh, fear. Like, that's she a just, terrible thing to do. She just goes from sleeping to just... just she thought she was going to die. Yeah. As you would. Of course. Can you imagine if we did that to like Nicola and Ash? I think I'd get a divorce. Oh, for sure. <laughs> or, or, well, would I? I don't know. I'd certainly be in the doghouse for a while. You'd, oh, we wouldn't be sleeping in the bed that night. No. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing my sister and I used to do, don't ask me why we thought it, thought it was hilarious. My sister was really good at doing the fake fart sounds mm. behind Dad watching his, <laughs> watching his stories. No, nah, that's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, I don't know why we found, found that so funny. But anyway, getting back to the episode, the Bart has filmed The Eternal Struggle and Flanders is filming with his family. The great audio gag. Are you trying to do the fart sound? I was. <laughs> my sister used to use the two hands. But yeah, it was well, like I'm sloppy, holding, I'm it's holding like a sloppy microphone, yeah, so it's hard to do that. <laughs> put, it, put it down. Forearm. Put it down. I'll record it. Excuse me. <laughs> that was a tight. <laughs> that was. I don't want it to come out, but it's coming out, and I can't <laughs> stop it. 
I mean, you might have resorted to fart sounds. You might think that's, <laughs> that's what his podcast is. Tony Martin made a career off that. <laughs> <laughs> Still going. But the Flanders are filming their story, and oh they, yeah, they which put was Todd um, in the water. Is it Moses? Moses went into the reeds. Yes, yes, and just gets taken away by the current. Yeah. Great <laughs> audio gag. Really funny. Goes like, behind a tree, gets I, quiet. I love how quickly it disappears and how helpless they are. <laughs> <laughs> like just watching him go. <laughs> <laughs> and then he asks, praise to God for help. Yeah. Marge is then looking for a critic because she wants to have someone credible on mm. the job as part of the as festival. Film. Yeah, of course. Well, you're going to bring in the tourism. Yeah, the exactly. You've got to have someone, someone there. Yeah, and she sees Sherman on the TV. Have, mm. We haven't seen Sherman in the episode before this no, point. this no. is his first appearance. Yes. He's got um, McBain on Interviewing McBain. Uh, well, interviewing Rainier Wolfcastle, rather. Yes. For About the my new movie, McBain, Let's Get Silly. <laughs> Which would not fly now, that clip. Him just shooting the crowd. You reckon? Surely you can still get away with shooting a, a nondescript crowd of people. Mm, maybe. Just pretend they were Arabs. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. <laughs> Sorry, no, but I don't think that that's okay. Hollywood thinks that that's okay. Apparently so, yeah. Um, I do love, like, it's a great gag that in the 90s, like, Everyone had a Woody Allen impression. Everyone in comedy yeah. would like, God, it was the easiest thing in the world. You just like got a little, you pretend like you're itchy all the time. It's like Christopher Walken there. Uh, it's not quite Chris, but um, there are similarities. But so, but yeah, so here's it's just, I'm an erotic nerd who likes to sleep with little girls. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> and I think that might be the mes- best McBain I've ever done just quietly. The film is just me in front of a brick wall for an hour and a half. It cost $80 million. How do you sleep at night? On top of a pile of money with many beautiful ladies. Just ask him. Yeesh. Lisa thinks he'll be a perfect fit. What She describes him and it's pretty much describing Homer. Yeah, um, smart, sensitive, not... Uh, not obsessed with physical appearance. Yes, yeah, yes. My ears are burning. I'm not talking about you. No, my ears really are burning. That's a l- that that's one of those jokes that for me is a miss. I was talking before about how there's a lot of hit and miss jokes. That one felt crowbarred and okay. a little bit crammed in there for me. We but, need a, we need know, a, we need a miss sound like a hit and a miss. <laughs> like, can the, we get the Marge? Yeah, that <laughs> little Lisa, little Bart, little Marge, <laughs> <laughs> and the rest. We cut to Sherman reading the letter, and Marge has written that. Marge, is, this, is it a boil? <laughs> a pimple or a boil? Or a boil. Oh, look at what you made me write. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, presumably, she's also written, Oh, look at what you made yes. me write. Yeah, 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 yeah. McBain then approaches him on mm. the street. He's contemplating, Do I want to go? Do I want to leave Manhattan? And then McBain approaches yeah. him. Get a good Jewish um, insult here, by the way. Nudnik. He calls him Idn- uh, Nudnik. Does he? Yes, which is basically a boar, someone who you find as a boar. Okay, cool. That's one of the definitions anyway. Because McBain didn't realise at the time when he was on the show that he was actually insulting him. Mm. So now he's going to make him pay. <laughs> Your shoe's untied. From here they appear to be tied. But I'll go in for a closer look. On closer inspection, I'm wearing loafers. Come back. After how much time has passed. Oh, like a few hours segue from daylight yeah. to sunlight. Yeah. Uh, to, from daylight to sunlight. That's how long it took, yes. Dando. Yes. Come back and the Sherm- and Sherman's plane arrives mm-hmm. from New York. I'm landing here. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm landing here. <laughs> Fuck, I would love to be from New York. Like, deep down. From I, New York? Yeah. I feel like if I grew what up... part of New York? Oh, I don't care. Somewhere tough. Um, oh, <laughs> can I completely steal from um, George Carlin? So, he said that he grew up in a neighborhood that as kids they referred to as White Harlem. He's like, it's like, sounded tough. You know, where you from, man? White Harlem. Hey. 
the real name was Morningside Heights. I think you told this. <laughs> <Yeah. back. laughs> when we were at the nine eleven uh, area mm-hmm. over uh, in December, we're getting a tour like by the someone. museum. Not, or not just just the general World Trade Center. We're getting a tour of not the center, just the area the district, taken yep. around. Yep, yep. By someone who was there on the day, and her oh. first thing I can't remember her name. I think Jesus. It, uh, Susie. Was I think her, her name was like Mahmoud? Or? But her first thing says she says was, and I'm a patriot. And I'm, she said it in such a New York like it almost said like a Boston kind of accent. I was okay. like, you are the epitome of New York. Yeah, <laughs> I I I think I've told you I was just asking police officers for directions wherever I possibly could. Yeah, just because I like, hear just their like, accent. Yeah, like, hey man, how do I get to raise pizza? All right, you want to go three blocks that way, then yeah. make a left. Yeah, it's great. And, and that's all they'd say, but they'd say it with so much fucking authority. Yeah, yeah. You were like, <laughs> I believe in everything that you do. <laughs> uh, when you get down there, order the pepperoni. Tell them Pete sent you. And you don't like pepperoni, but you will go order it. You walk in there and go, I have the pepperoni. Pete said to have that. And they're like, what well, the fuck's Pete? <laughs> <laughs> what, you think you're going to get a fucking cheap slice of pizza? Because Pete, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Uh, I, I could do that all day <laughs> Turns out this copper Knows that guy That works in the shop He just gives the code name Pete So the guy in the shop goes Charges him more So Homer is then Holding up the sign That says Simpson Nice gag This keeps, is a funny gag Just yeah. keeps replacing it With Simpson Yeah, Simpson and Simpson Sherman then introduces himself You know what himself. that reminds me of Is What's when that? you're trying To pick up a towel From the ground And you can't and do you it keep Or dropping a five dollar note Or something Yes anything along those lines Bend over drop Bend over drop and Just frustrating as hell Or when the, when the wind Just takes it away Just a little uh, bit Ah yes <laughs> Or burns with the fishing wire. Yeah, so I was going to say, it's, it's the worst is when you do it in public, like in a car park or something, and yeah. people are seeing you try to pick this up, and you get to the point where you're like, is it worth the embarrassment, or do I just let it go away? No, it's $5, I'm going to yeah. pick up yep. for no, it. No, I need this. <laughs> but with the towel, like you're really, after two or three with the towel, then you really concentrate for the fourth. Yeah. Like, right, this time, yeah. I am. I kneel yes. down. <laughs> Dealt with. One kneel on the, on the floor. Sherman introduces himself. Oh, nice to meet you, Marge. I saw your hair from the plane. And you must be the man who didn't know if he had a pimple or a boil. It was a gummy bear. What's your favourite kind of gummy bear oh. flavour? What's your favourite flavour lolly? I don't know. Now that you've, you've Lemon and lime are my least favourites. I think like, orange in general. I'm big on like an orange starburst or a pink starburst. Bla- strawberry, I do like strawberry Black starburst. Purple, the purple lollies. Black currant. Okay. They're always my favourites, yeah. Right up. Bart is then watching TV and he says, oh no, it's the Flintstones, Jetsons. Flintstones, Jetsons. I smell a cheap cartoon crossover as the introduction to Sherman walking in. Which, as a child, as I said, made no sense to me. I didn't get... uh, That's pretty much what this episode is sort of about, being the crossover, which is, Mm. I guess, why I really didn't... I hated it as a kid. I just didn't understand the purpose of it. You don't understand the context before you you knew that Critic was a show that existed. Yeah, Yeah. it just didn't really make any sense to me. I thought, okay, who's this guy? And and you know what? Even then, I'll be honest, I actually thought that the Critic came... Like, once I realized that there was this thing called the Critic, I assumed that this must have been the springboard for it, that this was like his first ever appearance, and then he spun off into his own show. It wasn't until much later that I realized it was his own... It was already its own entity. Which is understandable. Yeah. Yeah. So and and that's yeah. As you said, this is a show that you can, um, you change your kind of perception of what this show is or what this episode is as you grow older and learn more about the backstory. Yep. But then praises Sherman. I watch your show every day or whatever it is. I yeah. feel so dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Bart's only job in this whole episode, except for the eternal struggle, is to pay out Jay Sherman. Pretty much, or pay out the concept of the episode. Yeah, just to be the metagags. Birds is then in his office. We cue the Darth Vader Imperial yep. March theme. Love it. The people uh, think you're an ogre. I yes. want to club them and eat their bones. Yeah. <laughs> and then he hits Smithers. 
Mm. And there's a Smithers lets out a little whimper here. You feel so bad for the guys. Yeah. Like, oh. When you accidentally step on a chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, accidentally. Yeah. No, no, accident. I would never hurt a dog intentionally. No, no. I never hurt anything. Um, no, some things. What would you deliberately hurt? I would never cause pain to anything else living unless they cause pain to someone that I love. Oh, okay. Um, well, spiders. Do spiders count? I let spiders outside all the time. I, you ask Nicola. I know I don't kill spiders. Really? I put them outside if I if I can, unless Nicola gets to them first. Okay. And then it's every man for himself. I kill them and I hang them on the wall. Yeah, <laughs> a little trophy room. <laughs> hang them from the roof. <laughs> I love the arachnid that you sent me last Tuesday. I hung it on my wall. <laughs> yeah. They, I did kill three elephants and send them Donald Trump last week. I believe that he's giving me a good price for the tusk. <laughs> That's terrible, isn't it? I yes. I could course, not fucking fun. believe that headline. Could not believe it. No, there is nothing that I hate more than trophy hunting. No, oh. it's there is. N- I know there are arguments about conservation, but you know what? Fuck it. Do the conservation anyway. You don't need someone to come in and then kill the bastards that you're trying to conserve. Yeah. Anyway, um, that I don't. I don't want to get all four finger discount. Gets on a high horse about something that it doesn't quite understand. But what I do know at the very bottom of it all is that there is. Some tool with a super high-powered rifle and a really, really massive scope killing... And a really, really small something else. Killing a very innocent, very not wanting to... Like, not self-defense, not anything, just killing something because he can kill something. And I really, really despise that. Don't understand it. Um, You know, look, if you want to go back to the 1900s when trophy killing was actually something because you were out there with fucking rocks, then I could understand... If you took down an elephant and you were just a man with, like, a bow and arrow, then fucking hell, that's an achievement. But if you take down an elephant with an anti-tank missile, then fuck off. It's essentially playing a video game with a cheat code. Yes, that's a really good way of putting it. And we don't... Like cheat codes. Import cheat codes. (laughs) (laughs) Remember back in the day when you used to have to call up a hotline to get cheat codes and it cost you, like, $5 a minute? Yeah, it'd be through the roof before, like, PlayStation. (laughs) No, they advertised It cost you more than the game for the $3. They advertised in magazines. Yeah, a three-minute phone call cost you more than the game did. Thank God for the internet. There's an industry, though, that's disappeared by the wayside. Hotlines? Yeah, like, you know, taxi drivers and Uber and all that sort of thing. But hotlines, they're they're gone. Internet's done away with all of it. You know what's disappeared? They've disappeared so quickly that I just didn't even realise it. Phone boxes. Yeah, I mean, I think there's still like a legal requirement to have some, but they're certainly okay. not around anywhere, uh, very much anymore. It's because, well, I think Nicola's watching an episode of Friends and I think Joey or someone's on the phone and their their money runs out. I'm like, fuck, remember when you used to have to put yeah. money into a machine to use a phone and their time would run out? I just want... Holy hell. I know that we've been sidetracked for a little bit already, but there was one more thing that I wanted to add. Now it's gone. Hmm. We're going to stay here Hot until lines. I remember what it was. Hotlines. Hot lines. Yes, I came up with a great business idea. Um, you know how they have cam girls and that sort of thing? Where like you, you know, Do you I? <laughs> um, cam guys for men who are on a diet. So like you can log in and it's just me at a webcam fat guys. eating the pudding. It doesn't even matter fat, fat guys, but, but saying, like, yeah, yeah eating, eating the pudding that you're not allowed to have. So you sit there Living eating. Living vicariously? Yeah, you're eating your like little <laughs> fucking rice cakes and I'm there just <laughs> surrounded by a sundae the size of my room. I could almost taste it. Tell me that that wouldn't go off its nana. High def zoom ins on like the cream. Yeah. So getting back to the episode, where were we up to? Okay, so Smithers has suggested they put an episode, uh, a film, a into biopic. The- yeah, yes. make a biopic or something inspirational to sort of show them the real him. The real him. You forgot is- Pleasant. <laughs> Which is not what he should be doing because he's not a very nice person. But Burns agrees and he says, get me Steven Spielberg. Uh, he's unavailable. Get me his non union Mexican equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> Then it's what uh, Senor Spielberg, Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> and who 
can't speak English and mm. doesn't really want to take the the, uh, the job, but has yeah. to. Yeah, there's a line here from Burns that is a close second to me for my favourite part of the episode, okay. where he's comparing himself to Oscar Schindler. Yes, like, oh, we both work in a factory. We both made shells for the Nazis, but mine worked. Damn, damn it! it. <laughs> yes. Sherman and Homer, and then at the dinner table with the family, they're fighting over oh, the, the battle of job. the stomachs. Battle of the stomachs. Like the cows away. But even here, just the yeah. He's like a little child, Jay Sherman. He's yeah, just, he is. He's, he's just a little prick. Yeah. Sort of slapped him around. Yeah, but he's my kind of prick. <laughs> this is again, this is New York attitude for me. Even you wouldn't do that. If, no, if, I if you were a guest at someone's house, it. you would go, no, of course I wouldn't. <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't like watching someone on TV do it. Uh, okay. They then have the belching contest. I've mentioned this in the past. When you watch this on Australian television, mm-hmm. and it was I've got it on, I had it on several tapes, the burp from Eudora Welty, whatever her name was, yeah, yeah, yeah. was always edited out. You could see that the burp was happening because Krusty's hair moves yeah, later right. in the episode. Yeah. But it never actually, you could never actually hear it. And I never understood why. Yeah, I don't know. It's very strange. It is very I, strange. I, I don't remember seeing it that way, so I can't quite comment. Because uh, Jay mentions here that he won the contest as well as Eudora Welty. Can I just sidetrack here and say yeah. that I've looked out the window and noticed that you've obviously been to Bunnings because you've picked up a little... Uh, my parents have been to Bunnings, yeah. R2-D2 and Darth Vader garden gnomes. Which are not, which are not in scale. <laughs> I think they were selling like crazy, but no, R2-D2 is taller than Darth Vader. It makes no sense. Anyway. <laughs> but getting back, so uh, they're having... Homer mentions that he won the, the belching contest mm. three years straight or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jay Sherman... This out, is after Jay him. running through all of his awards. Yes. It's, like, it's not like I carry them around with me. Yeah. Oh, what do we have here? Yeah. He's just a smug little prick, but mm. you like him. I don't. Uh, do you know who does the, the voice of the burp? It's Maurice. Is it Lamarche? Oh, Lamarche. Uh, Lamarche. Lamarche, yeah. I think it's Lamarche. No, it's, maybe it is Lamar. I don't want to fuck that up because he's a real... What I'm worried is that He I'm, is Futurama. <laughs> I'm, he's a great voice actor. Yeah, he's I'm, amazing. I'm worried that I'm getting head, uh, Headley Lamar. It is Lamarche. Lamarche, yeah. yeah. But he does the voice of the burp. Get called in as a day player just to do a burp. <laughs> and he also does, oh my groin. He's, oh, it's George C. Scott. Yeah. Okay, so he came in for one other thing. Yeah, yeah. He's a uh, pinky in the brain, of course. But he does voices on uh, the critic as well, which is yep. why they had him here for this gotcha. episode. Okay. Yeah. Then Paddy and Summer arrive. Two episodes straight where they're just rocked up unannounced to a dinner party. Yeah. To a dinner. And <laughs> this is funny. Ooh, sisters. Ah! <laughs> He's making jo- uh, making jokes, making them all laugh. Scooby Doo can doo doo, <laughs> but Jimmy Carter is smarter. Tumbleweed. Yeah. <laughs> then they ask who's gay because he works in the business. Yep. Harvey Firestone. We yep. mentioned this. Who else is gay? Uh, MacGyver's gay. <laughs> <laughs> the actor. I love that Bart just knows. Yeah. <laughs> when they see him, when he sees him hanging outside. Love it's whimper as a. <laughs> <laughs> As he's hanging It's so great You made fun of MacGyver Didn't you He's delirious How many other people Has that happened? Oh, Exactly Yeah yeah Whoa While working on The Critic yes. Maurice LaMarche Once voiced 29 characters In one 30 minute episode Wow I told you That's yeah. insane He's a fucking talented dude I gotta find that episode Anyway oh, You can just borrow the DVDs If you like no, Like I said I have it at home Just haven't watched okay. it yeah. Anyway Just find which one it is uh, That's just Hats off To he also did the voice of the Alec Baldwin puppet in Team America World Police. Really? Yes. Pepe Le Pew in Space Jam. He'd be one of those people who does a lot of things that you just don't realise. So many things that yeah. I've loved without yeah. knowing that it was him. Yeah. Anyway. Billy West is very similar. Yeah, but I knew a lot more about Billy yeah, West Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Marge is then writing out the... She calls it the jury list. 
I would prefer to say the judges. You wouldn't really say the jury for a film. Yeah, that's true. No. Oh, film jury. Yeah. I mean, judges. Is Maybe it's officially called a jury. You could call sure. it. You could. You can still call it a, yeah, a film jury. Yeah, because they're voting either yeah. way. Yeah. Marge, do you respect my intelligence? Yes. Okay. Wait a minute. Why did it take you so long to say yes? No reason. Okay. Wait a minute. Are you humoring me? Yes. Okay. Wait a minute. That's bad. So, like, he he sort of tries to think of what he what it is that, like, okay, so that guy's smarter than me and he's got a better job than me and blah, blah, blah. More time, but I, yeah. at least he doesn't know the Oscar Mayer Wiener song comes through. That's it. He knows the song. Why don't you just go sleep with him? <laughs> I think I'll just take a look at your hair. But it's like Jay Sherman heard that and goes, you know what? I'm going to fucking sing yeah. it just to rub it in his oh, face. I like the idea that he was just doing it because just conveniently. it's just how he goes to bed. <laughs> So we then get the auditions to play the role of Mr. Burns. So Anthony Hopkins first up. Yes. Uh, excellent. <laughs> so hard to do. Sounds I don't length. know how he did that. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, you could, you're doing that with your tongue. He does it with his bottom lip. Really? Yeah. If you pay oh, attention, wow. Hannibal Lecter's bottom lip moves. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to do. It's very difficult. Mm. Um, I would, Kirk. I mean, I would... Yeah, yes. Um, in full Shatner mode. Yeah. Um, I was just sidetracked thinking of like... Just, I mean, Burns has been done as Lecter a couple times in the past, but just, yeah, how to get an episode where Anthony Hopkins did it would be fun. Um, exactly. Yeah, Homer is... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then we cut very quickly to the actual beginning of the film festival, mm. which I kind of... I think I like. I mean, you, it, you could have gone down the path of do we show them making the movie, but then you would have had less time to actually see the movies. Yeah, it, it, yeah not enough time. Um, so we get a poo first up in Bright Lights Beef Jerky. Which, you, you skipped the Hibbert Rocky Horror. Oh, sorry. Yes, of course. Took me to horrible flashbacks of when we went to see the Rocky Horror Live yeah. in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but Bright Lights, Beef Jerky. Any idea yes. what movie that is a reference to? Mm, just by the name? Uh, Bright Lights something. Bright Lights Big City. Big City. Okay. Which is uh, was a movie starring Michael J. Fox. Okay. And it was prior to that a novel... I want to double check the author's name. Does someone get their head caught in a hot dog machine? <laughs> I got problems of my own <laughs> right here. Jay McInerney uh, right, wrote okay. Bright Lights, Big City. It is a novel written entirely in second person. I think there's a game, Machikoro, I've got here. Bright Lights, Big City, right here. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Anyway, continue. What the hell is Machikoro? <laughs> it's a fucking great game. We'll play it one night. Okay, that'll be fun. Yep. Film that, Patreon. Yes. Um, then it's Moe's movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Money gets you one more round. I like that Mo's done a musical. Yes. A lavish musical yeah, yeah. as well at that. He does um, a good job until he falls. And the, the fact that he left himself falling backwards in the film. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my back. <laughs> <laughs> and then Old Man Productions presents... Oh, the best. Man getting hit by football. <laughs> Doing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And this contest is over. Give that man the ten thousand dollars. It's the best. Like it's just, it is one of the. It's like the epitome of Simpsons. It's so fucking great. It's you so know what? Stupid. It is true though. And when the um, jury scenes come up, and you have like guys talking, going for Barney's movie, mm. and then you've got Homer. It's very much a comment on that kind of choice about how the movie that wins the Oscar is very rarely the most popular movie. So yeah. like where the public opinion is is very rarely where the critic yeah. opinion is. And Funny Stone Videos, frankly. If it showed anything, yeah. it's that people have an insatiable appetite for watching other people get hit in the nuts yeah. or, or head. 
I will accept it in the if head. If you add as well. sound effects every time, it's even better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can't can't not have the sound effect. No, that's what gets me. It's just the sound effect every yeah. time. <laughs> and then Homer's just sheer glee. Yeah, <laughs> you just can't believe how funny it is. Then it's uh, Barney's film mm-hmm. Pocahontas. Yeah. <laughs> Don't cry for me. I'm already dead. Which is is actually a quite a good film. It's, it's really good short film. It's got that kind of um, oh you know, if, it's art house Frenchy kind of black and white feel of what's going on. But I picked the right character it, for it, it as ex- well. Yeah, definitely. Like you've got the tragic antihero, but yeah. it succeeds in both being a glim, glim, glum. Glim is <laughs> glum. Yeah, glum is the word I was a after. Grim, grim. Dim and glum were all the words that were in my head. It, it succeeds as being that sort of movie, but it's also funny at the same time. Yes. Mr. Gumble, this is a Girl Scouts meeting. Yeah. Is it? Or is it that you girls can't admit you have a problem? Even the thin. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, end. yeah, yeah. It's very, very pretentious. Um, it even quotes Othello. Does he? Yeah. The don't cry for me, I'm already dead. Is that it? No, no, no. Okay. The um, uh, once a... Uh, something like, there's a man, drink now and then, something, something. Okay. Do you want me to find the exact quote? No, I don't Because I feel like it serves more than what I just gave it. It was great animation too of how he goes from young to old. They drew an old yeah. Barney in the gutter with the tear. It's, just, yep. it's really cool. And Marge and Sherman just assume this is the winner. This is it. This is yep. this is their favorite. Homer hasn't been paying attention. Didn't even watch it. He went out to get a beer during the film. Yep. <laughs> I love that the people in the crowd that love the movie. It's like, this is so beautiful. You like my movie? Did something crawl into your throat and die? It didn't die. It didn't die. Then it was time for... I know it's terrible. It's just blatant ripoffs, but it's hilarious. Burns' film. Mm. A Burns for All Seasons. <laughs> um, this was a... Mo- uh, Burns' film, a-, a Burns for All Seasons, had a very, very commonly used phrase by um, some friends of mine. Whenever we were playing poker, if someone won a hand with pocket kings, then okay. it would be, he truly yeah. is a king of kings. I remember having more parodies in this. There was only three. Yeah. I thought I had more for some reason when I was a kid. So I remember it having more. Obviously, it didn't. Yeah. But the, yeah, the E.T. parody. Sheer egotism. <laughs> Pure indulgence. Yes. Then everyone- by, uh, The quote was, by and by a fool and presently a beast. Okay. That, yep. that pretty well. Uh, hang on, that's only the second half of the quote. Hold on. This is Mitch's I, speech for the episode. Now a sensible man, by and by a fool and presently a beast. Okay. That was the rather artistic quote. Yep. Everyone starts booing Burns. Burns can't believe it. Are they booing me? No. No, they're saying boo Burns. Boo Burns. Smithies, are they booing me? Nah, no, they're saying boo Burns. Boo Burns. Are you saying boo or boo Burns? I was saying boo Burns. Let's not pass over how great that moment is. It's iconic. Yeah. And you can get a laugh with that in any crowd, in any situation, as long as someone is unhappy about something, even if they're not, even if everyone applauds it. Just if you've been asked for an opinion from a big room, yell Burns, you will have friends. 100%. Yeah. Similar to the dental plan, Lisa needs braces. Yeah. It's one of, those, one of those words where you say it and everyone in the room just goes, ah, Simpsons. I like, I mean, you know Marco Polo where yes. you, you blindfold yeah, yeah, people? Yeah, yeah. yeah, dental plan, Lisa needs braces is a much better call yep. and response. Yes, 100%. Come back from commercial and the judges are now voting. 
But Burns has already bought out Quimby and Krusty. Let's just say it moved me. To a bigger house! <laughs> we also, this is the moment here where he, he's going on the date with Eudora De- uh, Welty. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's Welty, something along those lines. They cut the burp out on TV, but he's going on a date. she was going on a date with Krusty. Burns is watching from his room. He's like, this is where he reveals that he bought them out. Mm-hmm. So now it's up to Homer because Marge yep. and Sherman are voting for the I'm right voting one. Voting for Pukahontas. Yes. And Marge is annoyed because Homer wants to vote Football for... Football in the groin. Football, Football in, in the, the groin. It's not Homer's fault. You found it hilarious. Yeah. But anyway, so Sherman... Well, Marge is disappointed in him. She can't mm. believe it. Like I, should, I knew I shouldn't have put you on the yeah. jury. And Sherman uh, says... Sorry, we get one of the classic Homer internal minds. My mind oh, is going yeah. a mile a minute. Yep, yep. Two monkeys. Then Sherman rocks up and says, Look, I, don't, I understand you want to vote for it, but sometimes there's things that are better in life than seeing a man get hit by a football than Nelson. Hits him in the groin <laughs> with a <the> football. <laughs> Doink. Homer then goes and rewatches uh, Barney's film. Mm, Barney's movie had heart, but football in the groin had a football in the groin. Don't cry for me. I'm already dead. Wow. I'll never drink another beer. Beer here. I'll take ten. Now time for the awards ceremony. You think they would have had it on the same night? I guess not. Because we needed time to vote. Yeah, I suppose. Do you think everyone's come back? What? Maybe it was just an intermission interval, and he possibly he, he, he might have organised yeah, right. a separate viewing. Yep, 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 yep. Itchy and Scratchy win the best cartoon, best animated feature, with the four, four funerals, funerals and, and a wedding. wedding yes, yep. I think there's only three deaths in that, though, isn't there? Um, old Itchy, old Itchy's old Scratchy, old Scratchy's wife, and then old Itchy when he's laughing. Hmm. Well, anyway, found a flaw. <laughs> Let's ride in and get them to recut the episode. And Barney wins the overall award for best film. Marge is incredibly happy. She's proud of Homer that he voted yeah. for the right film. You know something, Marge? It's not that tough being a film cricket. I've learned I have a gift to share with the world. From now on, there'll be a new Barnard Gumble. Hardworking, clean, and sober. Congratulations, Barney, and enjoy your grand prize, a lifetime supply of tough beer. Ah! Just took it to my veins. Now time for Sherman to leave. And he says, if you want to come visit my show, no, we're not going to no, be doing that, be which is that. great. Yeah. <laughs> then it cuts to Marge. Oh, Marge says, you know, we all learned a valuable lesson here. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what was her lesson? Uh, the, uh, the best movie won and Mr. Burns Ms. found that there are some awards yes. that can't be bought. That's the Oscar it. goes to, I've got to win this one. I've bribed everyone in Hollywood. George C. Scott with Man Getting Hit by Football. That's Bane, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my groin. <laughs> That's amazing. Best way to end it. It's a very funny episode. It's just different. Mm. It's one of the more divisive episodes of The Simpsons. It seems that way. Like, I never realized that there was any negativity about it, to be honest, until I started looking into it a bit for this week. Exactly, yeah. I, I mean, I knew the behind the, the story. Yeah, the behind the scenes I knew existed. Um, but I didn't realise that there was it was a divisive one for fans, to be honest, because I just always found it funny. Because I watched it for the review for this podcast, and I had this the same uh, mindset of it's, it's fine, I guess. Then I went and did a bit of research about the episode about Matt Green not wanting to be on the show and how it's mm. purely a, a crossover for the critic. Went back and re- rewatched it again at work today, and I really enjoyed it. So I feel if you if you if this is an episode that you never really enjoyed, do a bit of research. Now, then go back and watch it because yeah. it, it actually is a very funny crossover in the fact that they take the piss out of themselves. It wasn't just, hey, go watch... It. At, no, at no point did they tell you to go watch The Critic. It's more a... They hang, shit, they hang yeah. shit on The Critic more than actually praise it. They hang shit on the concept. They never hang shit on The Critic. But it's yeah, that I guess. Thing of, yeah. Yeah. 
Like it's it's having your cake and eating it too. It's waving it in your face, going. We know the this show. Is, yeah. Oh god, this is so lame that we're doing this, but we're doing it anyway. It's kind of like a clip show then. No, not oh. In the sense that we know it's a clip show, but hey, you're just gonna have to deal with it. Yes, in, in that sense, yes. Yeah. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? Uh, I learned that awards can't be bought. That is true. I learned that MacGyver's gay. <laughs> poor Richard Dean Anderson. Not poor for bit, like as in. I don't even know what I meant by that. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen him recently? He's uh, a bloated no. man. A bloated man. He is like a balloon. Ooh. I'll find. A, I'll show you a photo. Maybe he's trying to fill himself with helium and escape from something. <laughs> <laughs> He looks nothing like the MacGyver that we all know and love him for. Or the, uh, what's his name in Stargate? I, I don't actually know. He had a really Not enough of a nerd. I saw, my mate had a photo with him at a, a Supernova thing recently. He, had, he was really fat and he had a really long mullet. Ah, oh, rock the mullet. Maybe he's going to team up and do a... Well, uh, this is him without a mullet, but this is him fat. Billy Ray Cyrus. Is he playing Christian Bale's stunt double in that <laughs> Chick Cheney film? I know, right? Man, Christian Bale, have you seen that? That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Did you? I, I heard an amazing thing about Christian Bale's weight gain for this particular movie. Sam Rockwell was talking about this. That okay. Like he's put on Christian Bale's put on so much face that so much fat that it's changed the shape of his face. Like yeah. his, his, his head is fat. But, <laughs> Guy put a photo of him up there saying he's now my spirit animal. Yeah, it was just amazing. Like, <laughs> but he has. He was looking at a photo of Dick Cheney and looking at himself going, my neck isn't fat enough and started doing specific neck exercises to get a wider neck. Wow. Like that's the level that he goes to to make sure he his body is right. Yeah. Rockwell had a great response. They're like, will you be doing any... Because uh, he's playing George Bush in the film. Okay. And what is the film exactly? I don't actually know. All right. Uh, I don't know the title anyway. But um, So he's just gone, no, man, I, I came from the theatre, you know. We just put on a silly hat. <laughs> that's, that's all it is. So, mailbag time, Mitch. What have we got this week? Now, we actually we got our first audio question, didn't we, this week? Mitch? We did. Are you going to play that for us? I will play we'll it for us right it now. It's from our friend Dave Morrison. Hey, what's going on, Mitch and Dando? My name is Dave Morrison, coming to you live from the great state of New Hampshire. Longtime listener and supporter of Four Finger Discount. Keep up the roughhousing. So a couple questions to ask you guys. Question number one. I suppose it's kind of cliche for me to ask this because you probably get it a lot. But as fans, when did the show start to lose you? Speaking for myself, I know around season 12, maybe season 13, I lost a lot of interest in the show. There were other options, Family Guy, South Park. But when did the show lose you guys as viewers? And finally, question number two goes out to both of you. I'm curious to know if you guys are well aware of the arms race on Facebook between all the different Simpsons ship posting groups. There's your group, of course, Four Finger Discount. Then there's Rock Bottom. And put it in H, just to name a few. Cheers. Okay, first question. We've covered it many times, so I won't go into too much detail, but I... You're season I, 10, right? Season 11? I, if I'm drawing a hardline approach, it's season 8, except season 9, season 10 and 11, there's a couple episodes, but it starts to lose me pretty quickly after season 9. It lost me, as an avid viewer, season 16-ish. Yeah. Yeah. I will point out that that's largely just because... I mean, it certainly was largely due to just changing life. I haven't watched those episodes yeah, anywhere just... near as much because I was growing up and I started watching different things. That was really all it was. When I wasn't sitting around ready to tape the episode because I didn't want to miss it kind of thing. It's just, yeah, you just yeah, grow it. Yeah, exactly. So, this like that's not a case of, oh, shit, after that point. If you like it after that point, I'm very happy for and, you. It's and, just not, not my... I, I, and I've said a, many, uh, a number of times that I... Feel like if you want to say that this was the best years of a show, you can't include 
15 years because no. that's too long. Yeah. But for, so, Best era of a show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, And generally, once any show's on the decline, that once it's peaked and starts coming back down, you're like, nah, it's, like I, I struggle to watch The West Wing beyond season four because Sorkin left. And while season five is quite good, it is just not, not as same. good. Yep. What about Seinfeld for you? Seinfeld, well, season seven. Yeah, you think it got a bit too much by season eight? It wasn't the same after it was, Larry. It was a different show, wasn't it? Wasn't it wasn't the same after Larry David left, but yeah. I still. It is funny. I st- it's still you can funny. Tell, you can tell when it's not a Larry David episode. Exactly right. It's um, seasons eight and nine are not as good as seasons four to seven. Because I'm not, I can't watch a Seinfeld episode and know what season it's from, but I can tell this is the later one. Yeah, okay. not just because of Elaine's hair, obviously. It's mm. just the way that, just the humour of the show. It's yeah, just, it's the pacing of the show. Everything's yeah. a bit different. Yeah. yeah. Second question. So you don't really have much to do with the Facebook page, kind of. Side of things, well, I answer questions occasionally. Yeah, um, and it's not, every now uh, and then I see a comment and go, "Yeah, I'm going to take you to town." <laughs> and Dave mentioned here that there's an arms race between all the different groups. I mm. don't see it as that. We aren't a shit posting group. I merely use Four Finger Discount. It's meant to be a marketing platform for our podcast. I decide to find funny Simpsons-based images or videos on the internet and just share it on our page. Yeah, we aren't competing with other groups. I'm actually friends of all the people that run all the other pages. There's no need for it to be a competition. We're all just Facebook pages. What's the point in being a competition? Yeah, like I, my personal... They, they may take it personally, but I don't. I know some people do and some people get quite upset about like, oh, we, we posted that to our page, then you've posted it to yeah. your page. Like, yeah, whatever, someone sent it to us. But yeah. I... Um, Credit's a big deal as well, my Lord. I have never taken it too seriously because it could all disappear real, real yeah. quick. It's way too fickle of a thing to hang your hat on. Yep. Um, I mean, A, Fox could just go and cease and desist and that page stops. <laughs> and B, at some point, people will get over it. Like, it's a cyclical thing. And right now, it's in the middle of a kind of nostalgia boom. But there will come a time, and probably realistically, the way the internet moves, in the not-too-distant future where people just go, uh, you know, I'm not as interested in that anymore. I feel like it's so, kind of getting to that point. Not fully. It's it's start. I'm starting to see a trend here where that's not as prominent as it was. My newsfeed yeah. used to be full of just Simpsons shit posts. Yep. Now I think people are just sort of going, why am I wasting my time making these? Yeah. Like for the acclaim of a few thousand likes on Facebook, like who, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll it'll turn. It'll yeah. change. And so that's like the beauty. The beauty for my part is that like when that happens to someone where that's all they have, it's going to be quite hard and quite sad. Whereas. I just want people to listen to the podcast. Yeah. That's really all I care about. But we appreciate everyone that likes the page. Oh, yeah, Yeah. 100%. Like, I love that the page has brought happiness to people and and that it entertains people. That's very, very cool, but it's... I I try to add a personal aspect to the page in a sense. I'll post, you know, uh, me watching Super Simpsons weekends. It's just a bit of a personal feel to it. It's not just shitposting the entire time. Nude selfies, but Facebook pulls those down pretty quickly. Um, One day we'll get through the net. Yes. (laughs) Alrighty, so thanks for the question, Dave. Now, as we just played the audio clip, if you want your audio clip played on the show, how cool was the voice Dave put on? By the he way, he is definitely a radio star because he, look at his. If uh, not a radio star, he's from Weekend On Air Talent at oh, WN- okay. WFNQ one hundred six point gotcha. three. I was going to say, if not a radio star, he's clearly doing. Um, if you know which department you want to speak to, press one. <laughs> yeah, he has a great voice. So thanks for the question, Dave. If you want your audio question played on the show, it makes our job. Our life's so much easier, doesn't it? When you just read the questions out oh, for us. Yeah, readings for suckers. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's, it's our book. It's so much more uh, stimulating, isn't it, for the listener? 
hearing someone else speak for a change. I can only... Sp- well, I, I don't presume to speak for the listeners. <laughs> I assume it is. Send your questions to mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. You don't have to sound as amazing as Dave. It doesn't matter what you sound like. Just send your audio question. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. It's one way of knowing your question is going to be read out on next week's episode. What's going to happen when we get one that's not in English? We're going to have to get someone to translate. Bart can do it for us. Where's um, uh, Diego Toro? Oh, yeah, Diego, are you still listening? <laughs> send, us, send us a Puerto Rican question. Alrighty, what's the next question, Mitch? Uh, well, you know what? This one isn't even really a question. It's just praise and it yeah, wants to point out. Uh, so, this is from Kelsey Drummond. Oh, I read this today, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, so, firstly, she would like to say that you guys are fucking awesome and that's always the best way to get read out on the mailbag, I'll be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, Kelsey was injured in some really bad turbulence yeah, three months good. ago. Uh, and apparently our dulcet tones have gotten them through some uh, pain, or some physio appointments. So, um, I'm glad. Like it, These are the stories that I really like hearing, knowing that there's someone that's going through pain and we've been able to make that pain just a little bit less. Yes. Um, I literally laugh out loud and I don't give a shit if people think I'm crazy. Um, that might just be more of a personal thing that Kelsey needs to work through. I'm not sure if that's to do with actually listening to the podcast or not. But anyway, the reason Kelsey's written in is because she was just listening to her review of She Thinks Rosebud. Um, mm-hmm. uh, she thinks because she listened to three today. Um, it's really obscure, but she thinks that you are the only person she's ever heard of other than her brother to have seen Little Giants. Have you seen it? Remind me. Is Little Giants... It's NFL or Al Bundy it? versus Rick Moranis. Yeah, I know Al Bundy's okay, only no, I haven't seen it then. Okay, they're they're brothers, the Bo- the Boucher brothers from some small town in America. Okay. Yep. And the, what's Al Bundy's real name? What's uh, what's his the guy that plays Al Bundy? Al O'Neill. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. Is that his name? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that plays Al Bundy is sort of the, the jock brother, and Rick mm-hmm. Moranis is the dweeb brother. Uh, Al Bundy plays sort of like the uh, the Hawks coach from Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. You know, the, his team always oh, wins, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go then, for the W. And then Rick Moranis, he, and, and he's the coach of the Pee Wee football Rick Moranis team. is Gordon Bombay. Yes. So, uh, he play, he's the coach of the town's Pee Wee football team team he's the mm-hmm. coach of them and Rick Moranis says well I can make a team of my own kids because all the, all the ones that you won't have on your team so all the rejects basically and then they have sort of like a like a Super Bowl kind of thing yeah okay for the battle of the town and, and spoiler that's alert, the apparently there's some sort of snot scene that there, Kelsey there says is, was quite hilarious is, I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for the you don't want to spoil the snot scene from a movie from what 1987 1995 okay 96 um, that's one of the few that's that must have got past me because I saw a rookie of the it's, year and angels in the outfield it's like that kind of caliber. Yeah, yeah. Okay. very Sandlot Wild, kids. Sandlot Wildcats? kids. Did you just say Wildcats with no. Roseanne? No, I didn't. Yeah, okay. Um, have, you, I, have you seen Sandlot kids? Yeah, I've seen Sandlot. Has that kids. vibe to it? Wildcats. Roseanne starts like an all-female gridiron team, and she finds her quarterback by going out to a dinner, like a family dinner, and sees yeah. the mum tossing bread rolls around the room with amazing precision. <laughs> in this film, they find that they're quarterback by a kid throwing dunny rolls. Yes, that's great. It's like Mighty Ducks. You find Fulton Reed by just causing destruction. He's too poor to afford a football, so he throws dunny rolls. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's very funny. Little Giants. If you haven't watched it, go out and find it. It's great. Um, uh, oh, Mitch Marino wrote in, a Geelong fan who was not happy oh, about Lord. you taking yeah, I, I, Joel Corey to task. I'm, I said the comment wasn't right. Yeah, so basically I was implying that Joel Corey was an unsung hero, but that mm-hmm. didn't fit what you were going for. Yeah, okay. I like that um, he, what he's done is then assigned... This is a really... I won't go through all of these because this is very, very football-centric, but he's assigned... From last week's episode, yeah. He's assigned an episode from... Every, like every, An episode from season six. One, one episode per person that was on the um, premiership team. Of which year was it? 
2007? Seven, okay. So Tom Harley was Sideshow Bob Roberts. Matthew Scarlett is who shot Mr. Burns Part 1. Obviously, Matthew Scarlett being Very important. one of the, the primary players. Um, I, what's Gary, I, what was Gary Ablett? In, in to, well, we'll get to Gary, but in to, uh, Gary Ablett Jr., Bart versus Australia. Okay. Cameron Ling, Grandpa versus Sexual, sexual Inadequacy. Mm. Cameron Ling and sex is not two words that I want to say in sentences. Who's <laughs> the um, sexiest man in the league? <laughs> whenever I look at these things, I head straight for one man's name, Mark Blake. <laughs> what does it say? Another Simpsons clip show. <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> um, um, which is a pretty, like I said, it was a really cool concept. So thanks for writing in. Yeah. Um, yeah, there must be another question. I like hearing from locals. Or is he just a, a local? This is a fan of Geelong. Is he from Geelong or is he just a fan of Geelong? I, Rich? Look, I assume if he's a fan of Geelong, then he's also probably from Geelong. I know. I met old Timmy from Condoblin. He was a Geelong supporter. <laughs> um, do you want me to find out? I'll get back there. No, no, it doesn't matter. Okay. Next question. And the final email for this week comes from Brendan Campbell, mm-hmm. um, who I was lucky enough to meet over in Mandurah a little while ago. Uh, yeah, the guy with the mullet? Yes, the guy yeah. with the mullet. Brendan wanted to mention an interesting little tidbit about the canon of The Simpsons being kept true even in the future. I read this and I wrote back to him. It's fucking great, yes. It's really cool. So in Margin Chains, Bart mentions that he wants to be a lawyer when he grows up. Then in Lisa's wedding, he says, and in my spare time, I promote local tough man contests. Basically, I'm getting out all of my aggression until I go to law school. And finally, in the Itchy and Scratchy movie, we see him as Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. So even in the, as he says, even in the flash forward episodes, the canon was super important back in the golden era. Now, it'd be really interesting to know if that was something they were consciously doing or if just the running joke of Bart being involved on the right yeah. side of the law was just something that they always found funny. But either way, very cool that that did stay true. Maybe we can on. tweet Josh Weinstein or Bill Oakley. They seem to be very avid Twitter. They are big on the Twitter. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Have they tweeted a copy of our book? No, but Bill is going to be. Delightful. Because yeah. I finally got the book depository keep, to update our cover. Keep your eyes posted. <laughs> yeah, yes. Liz Klimo did yeah. share it though. Oh, beautiful. Yes. The little world of Liz Klimo. We yes. should share her book in return. We should do that. Yes, yes. But thanks for listening to our review of A Star is Burns. Let us know what you thought of it. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Don't forget to send your audio questions because they will definitely get played on next week's show. Also, please don't forget to uh, rate and review us on the iTunes store. The more reviews and more five-star reviews we get, the better we are. Mitch, any final words for the listeners? I, I'm just kind of curious were you were you saying boo or were you saying boo warrens because when you're up on the stage sometimes you can't always hear with the crowd and the noises and just I want to know shh